This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, Senor. It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Today, pump up that music, Michael. It's an intimation party. Today, to kick off a, a week of seriousness... <laughs> we're, oh, under yeah. the, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Us! Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty back and better than ever. Or in my case, fatter than ever. Yeah, I was about to say, I um, I, I did something to help the listener. <laughs> I did an experiment. And this is what I found. If you eat multiple pieces of pie every day, you will gain weight. Mm. Mm. All other things being equal. Corollary to Jack's axiom, or an axiom to your corollary. I was never good at that stuff. Hang out with your 21-year-old daughter, and you will get fatter. Why don't we get the key lime pie? Why don't we? Because I'm a fat old guy, and I'll be a fatter old guy if we do. And then we got the pie, and we ate it, and I loved it. Yeah, pretty disappointed out the uh, scale today. I gave, I gave it a good slapping around. You work for me. That's right. If I want your opinion, yeah. I'll well stand on you, I guess. There are other scales out there, you know. And take you to the landfill. We're not married, you. Very disappointing. A lot of uh, stricter COVID regulations kick in uh, today all around, around the country um, because it's uh, on the on the move. I'm sure we've got some stuff on that to tell you about that is not good. <clears throat> No. I, I know I'm more careful than I was uh, two weeks ago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's disappointing. Actually, just I'll tell you what is going to be the big story as the vaccine starts to roll out here in the next couple of weeks. It, it seems pretty clear to me that equity in distribution of the vaccine is going to be a huge story. Um, it, it seems to be part of every time the vaccine comes up, whether it's Dr. Fauci or obviously activists, they throw in the whole equity term. And then I heard some of it this morning about how uh, prioritizing low-income neighborhoods first. Oh, do we get a vote on this? I mean, how are we deciding how to do this? Well, um, I've made my policy clear. Start with radio talk show hosts. But uh, I, I wonder, I've been reading about that a little, and I wonder whether it's going to be much ado about nothing in the media trying to whip us up and click or if it's actually going to have an impact. I mean, the the various governors and various states I've been following, they have a hard enough time just getting the job done, period, in the simplest way, much less some sort of carefully massaged uh, social activist uh, you know, methodology. Well, I thought it was the former, uh, and now I've decided it's probably the latter, based on an interview I heard this morning. Because somebody does have to make the decision when X number of vials come to whatever drop-off point you've got. Somebody has to make the decision, okay, where are we sending this stuff? Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of pressure, apparently, to send it to low-income neighborhoods first, for instance. Um, You know, places of color first, for instance. And I think those decisions are going to be made. And I don't think it will be fake outrage uh, as it's decided where it goes and where it doesn't go. Yeah, well, that's that's troubling. I mean, ugh. I don't know what the, I was trying to think, though. What do I think is the right white right way? I like the idea that they're starting with health care workers and that sort of thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Vulnerable oldsters. Teachers should be on that list, too. Yeah, sure. I haven't heard anybody say that, though. 
talk show heard, host. I haven't heard anybody but us say the teachers thing. Maybe uh, we'll discuss that later. But even as far as the health care workers, okay, health care workers, the ones in Los Angeles or the ones in uh, uh, Boise? You know, who, who gets the stuff first and based on what? Your, yeah. your political poll? Well, and are you going to go into a single hospital and, and pick out all the, the black nurses and say, here's your doses, you white people go to hell? I mean, come on. It's not going to work like that. Just that oh. The whole critical race theory thing, I've been reading more about that, too, over the break. I really ought to learn how to relax, but uh, I, I'm hoping it's mostly going to be activists spouting nonsense. I hope you're right. I think it's going to be a, a crazy battle um, uh, that we hear nothing else about. Yeah, I wonder, part of the reason for my optimism that the, the craziest will not get their way is that I think we're going to be flooded by so many doses of the thing. That would be the answer right Certainly there. by the spring. I mean, it's like arguing over who gets air. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I don't expect to get it till spring, so I'm not thinking about it much for me and my family mm. from what I've seen of the rundown. Uh, with with it starting with healthcare workers and then uh, first responders and all that sort of stuff, talk show hosts unfortunately are fairly down the list. And uh, I was told we were essential <laughs> only a few months ago. Although I did see a story about how grocery stores are ramping up to give uh to give shots. I thought, oh my god, sure, why not? You uh you always put the uh, the milk on top of the bread, but you're gonna go ahead and jab me in the arm. <laughs> go get a dozen eggs, a cantaloupe, and a needle in your arm. <laughs> Maybe the right thing, maybe not. Uh, who knows? Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad before we kick off the show and get back to reality. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How was your Thanksgiving, Michael? I had a great Thanksgiving. Um, lots of food, lots of family. We just spaced out. You know, we were outside, and but we still got to see everybody, so it was good. Um, wore some masks at times. You know, we you spaced close. out physically, or you spaced out. You were sitting there staring off into space and barely Both, paying attention. Actually, especially after eating, you know, I just spaced oh, out. Sure. He's like. Don't nobody touch me. I'm full. You know? Yeah, I posted my traditional lying on the floor picture, um, and uh, <laughs> that that is the feeling I have after I eat. I just uh, the Thanksgiving meal. I needed to lie down. Boy, my kids got after it. This was the first year uh, the kids actually enjoyed Thanksgiving, and that was fun. Wait, what? For mom and dad. In the past, I remember Henry last year saying, so is Thanksgiving just a meal? The fact that there are no presents or anything like that is like, why is everybody so excited about this? A whole bunch of food I don't like. What, right. what, what, is, the, what is the fun here? We eat every night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, why is everybody making such a big... This is the first year they were like really into the food. I don't know if their taste buds just changed or what, but that, that was pretty fun. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing well. I do think it's a bit of a victim of its own sequencing in the holiday calendar. It's sandwiched right between Halloween and Christmas, which, as a child, are just blockbusters yeah, for exactly. holidays. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Wow. So, wait, we go from Halloween to this to Christmas? What? Is, no. Can we just skip this one? Can we move Christmas up sooner? As much candy as I can eat, get to dress up fun. Yeah, I'm a superhero who gets free candy. And then on the other end, a guy shows up at our house and brings me crazy presents like I can't even imagine. In between, we have a slightly different meal. I guess there's a cornucopia <laughs> that's important in some way. I, I don't know. Some some complete fiction about Indians and pilgrims. <laughs> Uh, Woo-wee! 
Um, uh, and there is, uh, so we did, every, I guess we did everybody. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is How Did It Get to Be Already? Monday, November 30th of the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Two of my uncles fighting at the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> get, get your uncle out of there. Get him out. You, you don't meet me in the backyard. I'm tired of this. Meet me back here, huh? You want to look at my uncles? Look at him. Look at my uncles out there fighting in the backyard. <laughs> so what the heck was that? That that was one Calvin Brodus, aka Snoop Doggy Dog, who was the color commentator, one of like nineteen color commentators they had for this fight. Way too many in the broadcast booth, in my opinion, for the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones, Age in the Cage, not a cage, but a ring. Oh, that uh, happened already. Oh yeah, yeah, that that, that happened on it. Saturday. Yeah. Oh, okay. me dang. How I was it? Watch that. Uh, it ended in a draw, despite the fact that Mike Tyson, I think, pretty clearly won on the scorecards, but it was... Did they beat on each other? The, uh, it looked like two uncles fighting in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Conditioning was a factor. Um, there were some... There were some uh, what, are you on the promotions team? Just go ahead and say it. Uh, Roy Jones looked gassed, and like he wanted nothing to do with any more of these. Mike Tyson, I could see doing this again. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and they made it a draw. How convenient. Yeah, they made it a draw. It was two-minute rounds instead of three minutes, so they made some adjustments or whatever. But, yeah, they were both clearly gassed, and Tyson, I think, clearly was taking it more seriously than Roy Jones was. That's not surprising. Um, him being a <laughs> lunatic and all. Another um, highlight, the, the big winner of the night was Snoop Dogg, because on the undercard, one of the, uh, one of the fighters uh, between a former NBA uh, player and a YouTube personality... <laughs> Um, one of the uh, after one of the people got knocked out, uh, Snoop Dogg started singing a hymn, so that was good too. Uh, I heard about the gruesome knockout. Was it uh, guy got knocked completely out? I mean, it's it's the a NBA knockout. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I mean, I he's a smaller NBA player. This YouTuber is quite big. Weight classes mm. exist for a reason. I'm uh, wait a minute. This is this is so odd. I'm getting a text message from the Roman Empire. Yeah, no kidding. Enjoying yourselves? Are you? Yeah, huh? no kidding. That's all it says. That's funny. <laughs> Say hello to the barbarians for me. That's what the Roman Empire says. Oh, golly. Um, so how's mailbag look? Oh, it's it's actually quite nice. Awesome. All mailbag bad. took no vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to catch up on a variety of things. The biggest story that happened while we we're gone is that Iranian scientist getting obliterated. So uh, and the reactions to that. That's well, a, I'm that's saying a big it one. was a mugging. <laughs> uh, so that's a good story. If you didn't hear it all on the way on the Armstrong and Getty show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I keep wanting to say the new year. It's not the new year. It's just after Thanksgiving. I think it's wishful thinking. Hey, could, you know, that that's absolutely could be. I'm about to have my first sip of coffee of the day. I'm very excited. Oh, good man. Good man. Mm. There you go. Mm. Oh, yeah. It even tastes better when you're fat. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just hope I'm not fat and covety, having flown cross country back and forth. Did you uh, a lot have of time in airports and planes? Do you have a, a poundage that you added uh, since last we spoke? <sighs> yeah. Maybe we yeah, can talk about that later. Yeah. I have an actual number. Yeah. Unfortunately, mine's good. It's not great. I mean, good in terms of impressive. It's good, not great. As in bad, not disastrous. <laughs> Mailbag. 
got a lot of nice notes. Pants, over here. pants yes. tight, not knees give out. Oh, you lower your pants enough, it doesn't. They're not tight anymore. <laughs> Soon enough, you're wearing them just barely north of you know the south, the Southland, the troubled southern part of the country. Uh, where are we? Ah, yeah, we got a lot of nice notes uh, while we were on vacation. People enjoying the best of stuff, uh, and the one more thing podcasts, which we actually aired. Uh, Shelly was making pies. Oh, wow. She was laughing out loud while she baked. She liked the stories about our, our kind of free-range childhoods where we tried things, made mistakes, got lost, found our ways back. And, and that that's what gives you the tools you need to be an adult. Let your kids make mistakes. Anyway, uh, this is... Whoops, I meant to have that one third. Yeah. Uh, nice note here from uh, Patricia... She writes, recently I had to move, broke my left wrist, and had to rehome my beloved bird. Last night I listened to at least three hours of your latest best ofs. Best thing to happen to me in a long time. Thank you. You're welcome. Had to rehome my bird. Yeah. <clears throat> had to give her bird up for adoption. Sorry to hear that. Hmm. Can you just let him fly away? <laughs> I don't Depends know if they've this. developed the techniques to survive in the wild. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll just look at a worm. What do I do with this? Patriot writes with a, a truly, uh, well, his, his topic is talk about a missed opportunity. We blew it over Thanksgiving, guys, with all the restrictions on how many people a household could have over. And I, for one, I'm only having three. We could have easily sold all the empty spots to other families, exactly like the carbon credits and offset markets, and raked in the cash. If I'd had enough time, I would have set up an exchange uh, to make this a worldwide scheme. Probably need to drop in some buzzwords like free trade, disadvantaged people credits to make it more palatable to the media. Then drop all that dough into cryptocurrency and retire to Fiji. Still time to set it up for Christmas, you in? Anyway, Owen too. <laughs> I liked the memes of various political figures looking in the window at your Thanksgiving. Yes. Those were funny. Yes, counting. Various governors and mayors looking in your window while you're trying to eat. How many people at that table? How many households in there? Wait a second, you've been at the table for an hour 45. You better hurry. Yeah, yeah. How many windows you got open in there? Fred uh, commenting on the fact that it went from pretty damned apparent to clearly apparent that Joseph R. Biden, Dem, Dell, is going to be the next president. Welcome back, man. The Thanksgiving holiday brought us the gift of the third term of Premier Barry Satoro, a.k.a. Barack Obama. The living fossil Biden has resurrected several of the anointed one syncophants, including John Kerry. Old Horseface takes the critical role of climate envoy. I raise a glass of chilled Stolichnaya vodka and toast the return of the halcyon days of the United Soviet States of America. Play the Russian anthem, Michael. Play it. That's old man Fred. Boy, we were comparing notes off the air. Uh, I'm not sure I have any idea of anything Trump did or said. I went out of my way. I did not take in a word of news revolving around the presidency. There was something about a small desk. That's all I that's the only thing I know. I, I um, I'm super into the uh, assassination of the Iranian nuclear scientist. I think that's an amazing story. I'm really into the covid stuff and the vaccine rollout and all that. That uh, continues to unfortunately be the story of our times. Yeah, we could have actually mentioned that Moderna is out with news this morning that their uh, vaccine's just done wonderfully. Nobody who got the actual vaccine got seriously ill of the, I think it was 30,000 volunteers that they either jabbed with, you know, nothing or the vaccine then sent out into the world. Is they that, had a few cases, but none severe. Is that the one that you have to keep super cold or not? I can, I, I'm having trouble yeah. keeping on track. I don't remember. I thought that was the uh, Pfizer one. I think you're right. Yeah. 
And I only remember that because I remember saying Pfizer a lot. Uh, this is from uh, David. Uh, dear, it's actually uh, addressed to Joe Biden, which is odd because we don't have any way to pass this on. Uh, dear Uncle Joe, I did not go to four-year college because of the cost. My brother joined the Air Force. He's an officer to pay for his college. I heard that some people actually work and save to pay for their college. Uncle Joe, why must I be taxed to pay for someone else's college education? It's a reasonable uh, question. So the uh, the president-elect uh, hurt his ankle playing with his cat or something like that over there again? I, just, I did hear there's going to be a cat back <laughs> in the White House. I'm not happy about that. He, he broke his foot playing with his cat or his dog. I think it was his dog. But... All right. And then finally this. Uh, you might not friend... know if it was his cat or his dog. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> our old friend I'm Just Diane on the Twitter machine. Commenting on people in Colorado waiting 12 hours for an In-N-Out burger. Yeah, I saw because that. Evidently, that California-based chain has expanded there. I saw that. Hours. And she wow, says, uh, there's nothing else to do better than that. Waited 12 hours for garbage fries. Well, even if, even if it were the, the best fries and burger you ever had in your life, who would do that? Don't be that person. I mean, yeah, no kidding. Be, go ahead. No You're kidding. waiting eight hours for a Krispy Kreme when it opens. I, Twelve hours for Go tomorrow. I wouldn't wait 12 hours in line for fellatio. <laughs> Where are they serving that? Lots of places, actually. <laughs> Drive through. <laughs> uh, we got the latest and all the stuff coming up. Hope you can stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think for a lot of America, it's getting back to uh, work. Either you had um, Thanksgiving and Friday off or uh, maybe more time. Although much of my adult life, I worked right on through all that stuff and marveled at all the people talking about their time off because I worked Thanksgiving Day and certainly the day after and, and probably glad, on Saturday. Glad to have the hours, too. I, yeah, absolutely. And at a lot thrilled, of points. Thrilled to have it. Yeah. Well, and this is kind of a sprint. You got a couple of weeks of work. You're only half. Nobody's putting in 100% effort unless you're like a cop or something. Boy, I don't know. I don't know. Depends on where you are. There are a lot more people. Another, what, 800,000 people filed for unemployment help on Thursday. A lot of people. What? A lot of people losing their jobs. A lot of companies uh, contracting. And I was talking to somebody uh, last week who was planning on taking a couple of days off for Thanksgiving and said, the way things are going around here, I'm going to stay around and grind and hope I get somebody's attention. Oh, yeah. So yeah, uh, I hear you. Yeah. There might be a fair amount of that going around. Yikes. So I don't know if you heard this story or not, depending on whether or not you uh, pay attention to this kind of news, but the top Iranian nuclear scientist who was working every single day on getting them a nuclear weapon so that they could blackmail the world and Take threaten some personal time, dude. Take and, a day off and threaten the United States was assassinated over the weekend, almost certainly by Israel and probably with our help. Oh, I'm hearing a lot of accusations being thrown around here. But you, you be careful, sir. He was uh, the the nuclear scientist was driving on a road uh, out in a very uh, pretty part of Iran, apparently. Hmm. And then a bunch of people jumped out of a ditch and blasted his big limo with machine gun fire. Hmm. Uh, ending his life. Now, Iran... You sure it wasn't just a robbery? Iran... Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was his ex-girlfriend's brothers. Iran has uh, vowed blood in the streets and the usual the sorts of things that they always vow, though they yeah, uh, rarely up. ever actually do anything. But yeah, so before the Biden administration takes over and tries to get the Iranian nuclear deal going again, 
uh, Israel and perhaps with uh, Trump's agreement decided to throw a wrench into the works on that. And most people think it was probably fairly successful in blowing up the diplomacy, at least for a while, by killing that uh, nuclear scientist. So yeah, it was funny on the NPR. They were all worried. Oh, no, this is a terrible move. This this will make uh, diplomacy more difficult. And then I'm reading The Washington Post and they're saying this could easily make the diplomacy easier. <laughs> oh, really? Iran might be more willing to come to the table. I'd heard that uh, old uh, Benji Netanyahu, I can't remember if it was early this year or late last year, said this guy's name, which sounds like an obscenity. Where is that? Where is what's his? Do you have his name in front of you? Um, the 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 Iranian guy. Yeah, no, I don't care what his name is. I'm glad well, he's dead. It's Go it's to funny hell because it sounds like an f bomb. Oh. Anyway, uh, so old Benji Netanyahu last year, I think it was, said in a speech, "Doctor f bomb, I want you to remember that name." Anyway, on to other fair. And <laughs> now the guy's dead. So yeah, well, I think there's a decent suspicion Israel was involved. One of uh, Obama's former uh, big guys, John Brennan, who ran the CIA, NSA, whatever he ran, one of those uh, branches. Uh, he tweeted out, such an act of state-sponsored terrorism would be a flagrant violation of international law and encourage more governments to carry out lethal attacks. In Bremer, to his credit, who we like. Uh, tweeted, while Brennan ran the CIA, four civilian Iranian nuclear scientists were assassinated. He never made a, a statement like this. I would really like to never hear another word that man says, unless it's guilty, Your Honor. Well, the old Obama crowd, who was happy that Biden was going to try to get the Iranian nuclear deal going again, was pretty unhappy that uh, we and Israel uh, assassinated this dude. But uh, I'm glad the guy's dead. So, Yeah, yeah, fine. Three hey. cheers to him being dead. Uh, keep being a rogue regime. See how long it lasts. You know who's good at assassinating people? The Mossad. Oh, yeah. Israel's uh, uh, the CIA, the Mossad. They're good at it. Every once in a while, they get somebody who didn't have it coming. So, but uh, uh, Yeah, true enough. If, if I got word the Mossad was after me, I would just go to their headquarters and say, let's get this over with. <laughs> just, huh? just step in front of a car or something. <laughs> you might as well, because they are right. going to get you. I don't want to be looking behind my back and everything. I'm Joe. I think you're looking for me. Uh, oh, speaking of people, getting... I always want to hear more yeah, of these stories. How do they, you know, they keep all this stuff super secret and for obvious reasons, and both sides have reason to do it. Uh, uh, Israel doesn't want you to know how they pulled it off. Nobody knows for certain who did it, by the way, but but everybody assumes it was Israel and probably with our help, or at least with our knowledge. Um, but Israel isn't going to tell us how we did it, and Iran doesn't want to point out any vulnerabilities, because that's incredibly embarrassing that a foreign country is able to land in the middle of your country, assassinate somebody that you knew was on the list of assassination, and then get away. How do they get away? So they're laying in the ditch, they wait for the guy to come by, they machine gun his car, and then, what, have jetpacks and <laughs> head back to Israel? <laughs> Teletransportation. Well, who knows? Choppers? Helicopters? I don't know. Usually it's guys on motorcycles who pull up on either side of your car. And you're like, those damn motorcyclists. And rat -a -tat 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 -tat, and then yeah. good night. Straight out of the movies, man. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Well, speaking of people getting snuffed, uh, I read this story with interest. South Pasadena, California. This uh, dude breaks into his ex-girlfriend's house. He, he throws a big old paving stone through the window, first of all. Yeah. He, he steps through it. Um, he grabs her by the throat and starts to punch her. I mean, it's a terrible story. Ugly story. And uh, mom and sis run to the kitchen and evidently the garage, grab a knife and a golf club, and go all Tiger Woods' wife on this guy. Good. And and perforate and or beat him to death. Oh, really? Yeah. I have, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. It's 
suppose we're supposed to be against that. I, uh, I don't have a problem with which it. Are you? Yeah, which part, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wait a minute. Well, and, and uh, I don't want to undermine my own point here. Um, it's difficult to know exactly how far to beat somebody down who's broken into your home and is beating your family member before you should stop. And Evidently, if, they if didn't you, stop in, in yeah. time to save this fine fellow's life. And if you don't incapacitate him, he might try to kill you. So Exactly, exactly. And uh, the South Pasadena cops say uh, no charges. And I quote, looks um, like he slipped and fell. <laughs> no, they didn't say that. But uh, who's this Hall guy is quoted in the article? Too many names. Uh, oh, he's the uh, county sheriff. Um, L.A. County Sheriff Lieutenant uh, Barry Hall said uh, they were well within their right to act in defense of their sister and daughter. Well, I, w- I would agree. The problem I have is that if they had not waited until he actually had her by the throat and was punching her, even though they were fairly certain, well, you got a guy throws a paving stone Mm. through your window or maybe kicks down your door. The idea that you can't assume he is there for evil purposes and is a danger to your life in every jurisdiction in America bothers me because there are some places where these gals would probably be at least facing, I don't know, unauthorized use of a nine iron charges or something like that. But anyway. I hope they were wearing masks while they gave that guy what he had coming, as uh, L.A. County is just getting uh, killed with the coronavirus. If you, Yeah, that's the wrong expression. Um, uh, overtaken by the coronavirus. And so super strict lockdowns, like are happening in a lot of places around the country, kick in in L.A. County today. And uh, not quite back to the original stay-at-home orders of back in March, which is kind of weird that we're not doing that. I guess it's because we just won't put up with it. Because the coronavirus is worse now than it has ever been in a lot of places. And we're not going as hardcore on the shutdown as we once did. Well, we were kind of ignorant as a people. Uh, humankind in the spring, early summer, those lockdowns, they just, a lot of it was useless. As we said, it was arbitrary. It was dumb. And so they're trying to be a little more fine. Well, for L.A. County, in recent weeks, the number of new daily coronavirus has quadrupled. The number of hospitalizations and daily deaths has tripled in a couple of weeks. That's not good. No, it's not. Um, and L.A. County is on track to run short of hospital beds within four weeks if it stays on this trajectory. So that's what they're obviously trying to avoid. But that's happening all across the country. And there's some belief, Dr. Fauci was on the shows yesterday, that there's going to be an explosion uh, shortly because of Thanksgiving. Now, you were traveling. Did you see a fair amount of people in the airports and that sort of thing? Yo, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't normal thanksgiving travel busy it was the busiest i've seen as i've flown a handful of times since the covid thing began um uh, i would describe you know what it looked like i'm trying to think it looked like your average tuesday afternoon in an airport maybe that's maybe a little busier than that maybe your average monday midday um, where you have business travelers getting out and about, but it was not slammed like it usually is in the holidays. Mm-hmm. Most everybody was doing the masks right. There were a handful of people wearing the chin diaper, <laughs> um, and uh, and and there was good compliance. They made you wear your mask at all times in the airport, on all times in the flight. I happened to fly Delta. Uh, they got me where I was going and then back again. So well done, Delta. Well, all the uh, journalists and um, uh, science people that were on the shows were very disappointed in America for ignoring the guidelines on Thanksgiving and uh, traveling and getting together anyway. 
How about you shut up? Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. And How I'm, about you and, let adults and free people uh, weigh their own risks and, and rewards in life and make their own decisions? Well, and as if we, we've seen recently, how many of the people that were uh, complaining about this, about people ignoring the guidelines, traveled themselves or got together with big get, uh, groups because they, they kind of do it however they want? Right, right. I'll tell you this, though. I remember, you know, for quite a while, both of us saying we don't know anybody who's actually got the vid. Mm-hmm. And then I knew of a couple of people, one indirectly, who actually died of it. Now, like half the people I know either have had it or their significant other has it or they have it now. I mean, it's it's way different than it was in the spring. So anyway, make your own decisions. 60 Minutes last week, 60 Minutes last night didn't have much for me, but 60 Minutes last week had a, a good feature on the long haulers. And that's the Ugh. the the people that get it, think they got over it, and thought, okay, cool. And now just have these lingering problems. A lot of, like, young, healthy people, they they focused on people 20s, 30s, and 40s who got what seemed like a mild case of it and got over it, but now can't work, can't oh, do God. their jobs, can't, like, uh, can't shop at the grocery store without help because they can't carry a bag, that sort of thing. Oh, my it's, gosh. It was really troubling. It certainly got my attention. Yeah, that's 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 the uh, the 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 you know not the most likely uh, outcome. It's the least likely, but man, that can be you know that could be you if you get it. Yeah, I saw a piece in the USA Today trying to convince us that twenty-year-olds uh, were just dropping like fleas, and of course they cited like two anecdotal cases, and then just hammered the point home over and over again that yes, young people die, young people die. You know the whole fear clickbait thing is just so evil. That and big boobs. Pardon? Teat. For clickbait. Oh. Fear oh. and big boobs. I like the ones, I like the stories that are down, you know, and it's a sponsor. See, if you're smart, you know, that's not a real news story. Right. But like the one that says, lawyers in your town can help you save money. It's got like a picture of a hot chicken in a bikini. Right. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Is she the lawyer? Is she taking my money? What what happened? Right. Or teach teachers want schools to reopen, and it's a different hot chick in a bikini. Mm. I'm supposed to click on this, and am I going to see more of the hot chick in the bikini, or what's going to happen here? I don't think so. I don't think she works there. I feel, I feel like we're burying the lead, though. Uh, aliens uh, invaded while we were off and visited Utah, at least briefly, it would seem. Wow. Well, if, if you're you, going to visit Utah, spend some time. It's gorgeous. If we have, if you haven't been following the story of the silver monolith that showed up in the the Utah desert, we should get to that at some point. Also, dog lovers, the president-elect injured by his dog over the weekend. By the way, the Secret Service take it down. Uh, probably uh, the smartest breeds of dog and the stupidest. Let's dogs. hear about the dumbest dogs. Do you own a stupid, stupid <laughs> dog? <laughs> Stay tuned and find out. (laughs) Awesome. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You see, Cyber Monday is because... You wanted to shop on Friday, but you don't have good internet connection at home. So you wait till you get to work where you've got good internet. And that's okay. why they call it Cyber Monday. 
That wasn't even true when it was true. And there, do you know anybody whose internet is better at work than at their own home now? <laughs> I suppose Nobody. maybe if you work in Cupertino, California, or something like that, is possible. <laughs> Sean, is your your internet's better at home? I assume. I assume everybody. My cell data is better than the internet yeah. at work. Very good point. Um, so yeah, the whole uh, the whole premise for Cyber Monday is well, it was stupid at the beginning and is still stupid, but it continues and it continues in our very own store. Uh, yes, we have some fabulous Cyber Monday deals at the Armstrong and Getty Swag Store, including, as I understand it, don't quote me, but you buy one of the A&G masks, you get 20% off a T-shirt. But we're going to keep changing the deals all day. I wore the A&G mask coast to coast and back again. And at no time did it get that weird stankiness to it. Mm. It's really a good mask. Congratulations on your aura health, too, your hygiene. I, thank you. I can't tell you whether i have the vid or not which i suppose is the real measure of a mask but uh, it was comfortable my uh my mask i put it on it smells like the drain at a rendering plant <laughs> oh, an aggressive scent oh no i need to floss no. more or something that's so Jeez. disgusting swap out your mask <laughs> it's not a pair of jeans it's, it's not a carhartt jacket you don't own it for years <laughs> Yeah, I do have a tendency to rock the same mask. Like, thing. I got stacks of new masks since this whole thing started, but eh, I'll get another day out of this one. I don't know why I do that. You're very thrifty. That's gross is what it is. You mentioned dogs before the break, uh, smart and dumb dogs. We watched a little of the Westminster Dog Show at our house on Thursday after watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That happened. That happened. Um, they did. They did it with no crowd. It was a little weird. So they were just like walking. Jimmy Fallon dancing and singing in the street to nobody. And then when everybody <laughs> finished, it would just be completely silent. It was a little weird, but it was it was it was the normal thing. Uh, I'll have to talk about that more later. I, trying to figure out who that thing is designed for is the only <laughs> thing that keeps me watching. Trying to, what do you think your audience is? You got Dolly Parton and some 20-year-old pop sensation. Who is your audience? Well, I was about to ask you, where, why in hell are you watching that? To figure out who's watching it. Nobody Maybe wants... everybody watching it is trying to figure out who else is watching Country it. star of the 60s or somebody you have to be like super high, hip and young and into pop to be into. Yeah. Who is your audience? Good or stuff. just fans of Al Roker, I guess. Uh, but, so but then is we the watched... Westminster in its early uh, stages, or did they pick a dog? Uh, no, uh, they picked a dog. They announced a winner. It was some big, uh, big beast of a dog um, uh, this year. Not a foo foo dog. We we watched them. We watched all the way through the pugs because uh, since we own a couple of pugs, we wanted to see the pugs compete. But the the dog show was also without fans. But that mm. didn't have much effect on it. They had dogs and people in the crowd. Cardboard cutouts was kind of funny. A Scottish yeah. deerhound one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very cool a, dog. Look at that's a thing. cool name for a dog. What's it look like? Well, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. Perhaps I'll try the internet for that. Uh, uh, kind of shaggy-haired, uh, about Labrador height, maybe a little bit taller, but but slim. Low, about the built, size of built a, for running. About the size of a pony. Mm. Yeah, pretty cool dog. Uh, yeah, we got to get the final call. It's kind of an Armstrong Getty tradition. Give me the beagle. You know, I love that. Uh, we have the smartest and dumbest dogs. I'm looking at the clock. We don't have a lot of time. Mm. None of us um, do. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. How much time do we have, Michael? Like a minute uh, Two and minutes. Two minutes? Okay. Here is your bottom category of dogs. Lowest degree of working in obedience intelligence, which means it takes 80 to 100 repetitions or more for them to understand new commands. 
And to obey the first time, it's 25% of the time or worse when you tell them to sit or whatever. These are your <laughs> stupid, stupid dogs. <laughs> or actually, you know, I hate to undermine my own premise, but uh, some of them are just very independent. They don't care what you think. Yeah, that's what I say, too. Counting down to the, the moronic terrier. <laughs> uh, here is your Shih Tzu, which I include only so I can say it on the air. That's a dumb dog. It's a dumb dog. Boy, you got that. That's your uh, Shih Tzu for brains. So <laughs> I don't. I'm pretty sure you can't say that. <laughs> so it's got wow. a bad name and it's dumb. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. Also uh, disobedient. The Basset Hound. Okay. My sister has owned a couple of yep. uh, basset hounds, and, and they're delightful in their way. The Mastiff and the Beagle are tied at, uh, like, sixth dumbest. The Humble <laughs> Beagle's not smart. Yeah, well, <laughs> the Mastiff, that's a big thing that doesn't yeah. listen to you. You don't want to have a 200-pound dog that doesn't follow commands. <laughs> you sit. How about you sit? <laughs> uh, the Pekinese. I'm going to sit in your chair. <laughs> and you're going to take it. <laughs> and then the I'm going to drive your car day. to the store and buy some liquor. <laughs> I'm going to lick your wife. Oh, jeez. All right, then. Moving along. The Pekingese, the bloodhound, mm -hmm. which is certainly good at uh, sniffing things, according to TV shows I've watched. The Bortzoi, which I know virtually nothing about. The Chow Chow, so nice they had to name it twice. The Bulldog is third least obedient. The Basenji, second least obedient. And at the risk of being accused of racism, I will point out to you that the least obedient and or stupidest dog is the Afghan Hound. Mm. The Afghan Hound. Mm. Jack, I got you smartest dogs, too, but we need to take a quick break. We do, and we've got an update from Moderna on their vaccine, which all this vaccine stuff is rolling out in days, uh, in a couple of weeks. So uh, more on that coming up. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty.